Hey, what's up, everybody, and thank you for joining me on this episode of the Lots of Vegan Some Podcast. I'm Adam, and I'm joined by Nikki Naredin on this episode once again as we talk about uh, her going shopping, her experience cooking food in Nome. We also talk a little bit about what different diets do to your body, and then I kind of go off topic and we talk a bunch about psychedelic drugs, which I'm a big supporter of, and she's not. So enjoy this show. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up and I love it. So, hit the music. What is up and welcome to this 32nd episode of The Reluctant Vegan Son podcast. Uh, I'm Adam, The Reluctant Vegan Son, and I'm here once again uh, with Nikki, lovely Nikki, zooming in from Alaska. Again, she's back and forth, so sometimes she'll be in Alaska, sometimes she'll be in New York. I don't know. And I'm the reluctant vegan son's mom, so I am... The the non-reluctant mother figure. Exactly. The the non-reluctant vegan mom, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. But I won't won't co-opt that name. Someone was saying that, I mean, that could be your name, stage name. (laughs) That's true. Someone was saying it doesn't seem like I'm so reluctant anymore. I'm like, I like the name. What am I going to change the podcast to? The Once Reluctant Sons podcast about how he overcame reluctantness and his veganness. Mm. It's not snappy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, I mean, maybe you change the, the thing because, I mean, we're not often talking about veganism. So maybe you just become the, you know, the, the bitch and moan show or the, you wow. know, or the... No. <laughs> You know what I mean, though, or or the uh, in the, one like, minute, have a how to live your life show, you know, or whatever. I don't know <laughs> the bitch and moan show. The bitch and moan show. Is there is there a bitch and moan show out there? There must be. I mean, I think every show is a bitch and a moan show. Yeah, I mean, we don't bitch and moan that much. I'm not like a bitchy and moaning person, but you know, but it does not it. look like. Wait, I'm searching for it. Bitch and Moan showing results in Apple Podcasts. There is a podcast called Bitch and Moan. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see. They have 3.0 stars and two ratings. It came out in 2016, and its last episode was in 2016. Oh, so I think we can do that. I don't know if we're allowed to. Oh, Copyright. Anyways, I was thinking of what to call everybody, like the listeners. You know, we got our avid listener base. We're up to, you, you know. Uh, a decent amount, actually. We're up to yeah. our average listeners based on uh-huh. uh, my anchor page. I don't know how true it is. Uh-huh. I think it's around, up to 24 per episode. That's an estimated audience. Mm-hmm. We're over 900 total views. So our 24 listeners, maybe they should have like a name. Like I was thinking Veghead. Oh, but I don't, know I don't know if they're vegans though. Yeah, but I'm vegan. So they're the right, Veghead of the vegan podcast. Like they, You don't have to be vegan to be a Veghead. That's true. That's Veggies are good, like, too. I don't know if they want to be called that, though. That's what I'm saying. If, if anybody wants to be called the veg, if, if people like veg ed, let me know. Mm-hmm. People don't like veg ed. You got any other ideas, though? 
I don't know, like, you know, something related to the reluctant or, you know. Huh. Yeah, but what's it, a group or the overcomers? Like, that That doesn't sound good. I like, Veghead sounds snappy to me. It's about the snappiness. Yeah. <laughs> it's about, like, boom. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll try it on for size and I'll, I'll like, you know. You'll think about it? I'll see how it, it sits, you know. How it but sits, maybe okay. people could tell us, you know, whether VegHeads works for them. But, yeah. You know. Or if you come I, up I, with something by the end of the episode, let me know. Right, because I think it's got to be something more related to you, you know, like more related to to something. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out, yeah. The that vegan was... mafia, like Bill's mafia. <laughs> Bill's are doing well. They won again yesterday, so. Oh, did doing they really, really win well. again? Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. What's Buffalo, the last upstate the New York, Super Bowl. A while ago, they've never won a Super Bowl too. So, uh, interesting. But Ooh. upstate New York is popping off. I yeah, guess they must be. Yeah, they really are. Well, that's what Western New York. Yeah, roll around in the snow. I guess that's what you're doing now too. Should Alaska have a football team? You think that'd be interesting? Uh, that would be interesting. You know, I mean, the population is pretty small, so I'm not sure what their fan base would end up being. Anchorage. Yeah, but that's the population it. Like, of Anchorage. And I'm not 100% sure, but the population of Nome is, you know, 3,000 in Nome and 7,000 through, you know, kind of the greater Nome area, but people are in small fishing villages and so on. So I'm not sure how their connectivity is. I know that uh, there's like a, uh, oh, Anchorage, Alaska has 290K, uh, 290,000 population. The municipality, okay. municipal, that's pretty small. Points yeah. of interest, Alaska Wildlife Conservatory. It's like a bear. Your next door neighbor is going to be a bear. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. They have a, like a minor league baseball tour, like a baseball league in Alaska. Uh-huh. And they play midnight games under the sun. Oh, that's year. pretty cool. I mean, like I'm one. pretty excited about when that sun comes out like all day long because I'm going to be working until about six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I heard that the sun's up to like midnight. So I guess I'm going to go out like, you know. I don't know, mushing or, oh, well, it'll be warm by then, you know, and I probably- Well, how warm is it in anyway. the summer? Uh, the summer could be anywhere between, you know, like 50 and, and oh. 65 or 70. I mean, not terrible. Okay. I mean, are yeah. you going to be, even in the winter, you're going to be mushing sled dogs or- No, but outside my window, because I've got that 500 miles of tundra outside my window, there were tons of dog barking. And then all of a sudden there were a couple of mushing sleds like going across. Mm-hmm. There's a great movie that I heard about, about this one musher that got vaccine to people during 1918 or not vaccine, but what was it called again? Do you know what that Uh, movie was I heard heard about the story. I remember hearing that. Uh, Dog racing, dog racing, dog sled racing is very popular in Alaska. I think there's, they're like huge ones all, um, uh, huge ones all over the place. With the Iditarod was usually coming through Nome, but it's not. Yeah, there was out. a 1925, uh, the Great Race in Murphy. It was the Nanana to Nome dog sled room. Nome. Mm. Shout mm. out Nome. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was by Rind- It's Balto. Right. Right. Isn't Balto right, right. The, do- the main dog? Right. Yeah, Balto, Balto was, was the, the lead dog. dog. Yeah. And Rintin Tin. Oh, Rintin Tin was a different. Uh, he was a movie. Uh, guy uh so who was the musher i have no idea i, I have no idea who the, the story was related to the dog too yeah the dog balto i think too. is the main character right. right uh yeah i don't know who the person was that was doing it but i guess it was before snowmobiles that this happened right 
1918, yeah. That's when the, the flu pandemic was. Influenza? Yeah. Why do people call influenza the flu? Because I've seen, like, I feel like people think the flu and the common cold is the same thing. And they're not, right? Right. I mean, I think they're, they're both viral illnesses. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one just tends to hit people a little bit more intensely. So the flu is the more intense one. And mm-hmm. people talk about dying from the flu just related to complications of the flu, like, you know, pneumonia and so on. Yeah, because influenza was a big deal back in the day. And I feel like a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't know that influenza is the flu. Because influenza right. sounds really scary. <laughs> and the flu just sounds like the flu. Right, exactly. But I think people get confused. Like they think, you know, certain things are the flu and they might not necessarily be a flu. It might be just like a viral and, you know, infection or a common mm-hmm. cold. Could be COVID, you know, so you know. It could be COVID. Some people definitely don't have, you know, the worst of worst symptoms of COVID, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But it is a confusing disease. Yeah, extremely confusing. Yeah. Yeah, so what, uh, what's new and good going on in Alaska? Your first full week on the job uh, just finished. Right, right. Um, what's new and good? Well, I made a friend. Okay. And um, she is a therapist. And she's from California, but moved to New York and just moved here from New York. And mm. so I invited her over for dinner yesterday. And I made that minimalist baker recipe, that coconut curry lentil. And I made a version of, you know, an Asian salad that I make at home, but I didn't have all the ingredients. But I went to the store beforehand and I just decided that I was going to buy up every vegetable that was under $5 a pound. So I got like four vegetables. Which vegetables? Uh, I got two types of cabbage. Uh, I got uh, red cabbage and regular green cabbage. And I got some sweet potatoes and I also got some tomatoes. So you got two vegetables, a starch and a fruit. Right. I mean, you wouldn't consider, you know, I mean, potatoes are a plant. Aren't they considered starches, not fruit? Not vegetables. I guess technically they are vegetables, but I thought they were more yeah, starches. Yeah, vegetable, right? I mean, I think that we put them in the starch category, but they're still kind of a whole food. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, they're often called spuds, but it's grown as a vegetable crop, taxed as a vegetable crop, and cooked and eaten like other vegetables. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, DIYnetwork.com gardening first thing of Google if you search our potatoes vegetables. Awesome. See, I saved you the two second search. Well, yeah. I'm glad you got something out of this. I'm glad that you provide that information. (laughs) Providing information is what I do on this show. That is so true. You've got things readily available. But tomatoes are definitely fruits. Right. Tomatoes are fruit. Because it has a seed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Well, potatoes have spuds. They kind of grow out of each other differently than other vegetables. Right. Oh, that's interesting. But they grow on the ground. They're like tubers. Yeah, they're root vegetables. Right, the root vegetables. And so like what beets. does a potato green look like? I have no like, I idea. Need, yeah, like what are the greens coming up? You know, we definitely have harvested potatoes before. Were there, you know, I don't remember this. Coming up? I, I don't remember either. Interesting. I have no idea. I know carrots have that, but yeah. I guess we're not talking about carrots. And beets have that too. I mean, yeah, that is true. Beet greens are really big. Yeah. Yeah, you can use beet greens in a lot of things. Yeah, beet greens are really yummy. So. So I stole one of those uh, vegetable boxes. Remember I told you that I had a, uh, 
a next door neighbor that mm-hmm. gets vegetables from Seattle and she's doing a spiritual fast with her church. And so she gave me her vegetables from Seattle. So there were three boxes downstairs of these vegetables that were d- delivered from Seattle and uh, they were delivered like on Wednesday and two of the boxes were gone. And then by Saturday, one of the boxes was still there. And it turns out that it was at the wrong address and I had no idea who that person was. And I just couldn't let those vegetables go bad. So I mm-hmm. took the box. I commandeered Ooh. the box, I know. And luckily I did because there was some cilantro that was going bad. I see. Yeah, if it was going bad, then I, I think there should be no qualms there about <laughs> taking it, so. I guess I could have like made an effort to figure out whose box it might have yeah. been like, going to that address and so on, but I didn't. But it, you know, food was going bad and you took Thank the you. food that was going bad. So much food goes to the waste. You'd rather the food go to somebody than go to waste. Absolutely. It's my I feeling. waste anything. I am, mm-hmm. you know, I bought a good, a goodly amount of food from New York. Yeah. Uh, a couple of hearty vegetables, lots of beef beans and rice, and I have been using every one of them. My question to you, and I'm sure the audience wants to know too, were there (laughs) avocados in that supermarket? That's just what I'm talking about. There were avocados. How much per avocado? Uh, Well, there was a bag of avocados. I think there were five in there Mm -hmm. or so, and it was probably about $16, that bag. So So it's about three and a half, three, three and a quarter an avocado. Yeah, yeah, five times, right. No, five times, right. Five divided by 16 is a little more than three. Yeah. $3.20 a piece. Yeah, that doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that in the background. Some uh, people came in from outside into my house. I don't know if the microphone picks it up, but. I heard a little bit. Yeah. I'm hearing them now. Yeah. Yep. They're saying rolling in the mud. They like saying that because it's what they talk about when drinking, so. What does rolling in the mud mean? And they're drinking? Does everybody know it's like Sunday at one in the afternoon? Yeah, it's one seventeen. I'm not. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know the correct way to go about this and talking with my friends and stuff. But I think people, there's so much time on people's hands. School starts in a couple of days. People don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, there's no jobs really going on right now. Like most jobs, like restaurants have shut down. A lot of people have unemployment from the summer. Right. And their way to spend their time is to a lot of people's way to spend their time is to drink and uh-huh. it's on like I I can't stop people. Right. But, I mean I don't think I don't think it's your job necessarily yeah, to stop people. You exactly. just get to make those choices yourself. But and I think yeah. this is common. The thing that is going on like most colleges, mm. probably people who were staying over the winter. But what's interesting yeah. that people can only you know, drink. Like, I think you found a lot of other things to do. You know, you're playing the guitar, you're learning Mandarin, you're podcasting. Yeah, you know, there are things to, to do. do. The thing that is readily available and you don't have to think about doing is to drink alcohol. Right, you don't even have well, to think so you don't about have to think about it. anything. You know, I mean. Yeah, but <laughs> you can, drinking alcohol is the easiest thing to do. You go to the store, you buy alcohol, you have something to do. If I'm podcasting with you, I have to set it up. If I'm going, you know, I mean, maybe you could go for a walk or something, but it's cold outside. And how long is the walk? How cold is it outside where you are? Right now in New Paltz, it is. Sorry, give me a second. I'm opening the weather app. It is 39 degrees outside. Oh, that's not terrible. Okay, you're calling that cold. Right now in Nome. Do you see the weather in Nome? 
Uh, I can look up the weather in Nome. The weather 39 in is like- cold. I think, I think cold is relative. I don't know what you're saying. I don't like mm. how you're saying that because to me, 39 degrees is just not pleasant. Uh, right now, it is dark outside in Nome. Uh, it yes. is 9 a.m. there, 9, 19 there. Right. And it is three degrees. Yes. But on the bright side, that's the low of the day. Right. I think 10 is the high of the day. Don't yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know I looked already in Nome. <laughs> you know, but I feel completely warm. Like I have learned to layer in such mm-hmm. a beautiful way. I, I'm walking outside all the time. Air quality there is good though, supposedly. Ooh. Does it feel clear? Oh, yeah. It's, it's clear and dry. Mm. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Air quality in New York is decent, too. I don't oh, get it. Maybe it doesn't people make any sense to me. going out as much or driving or something. Guess so. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. the air quality after COVID hit, you know, just because all of the transportation had stopped, had definitely gotten better. You mm-hmm. know, work shut down, people stopped, you know, traveling as much. So the air quality improved. But the air quality would improve so much more just generally in the world and protection of the ozone layer if the animal agriculture stopped. How'd you like how I, I think animal agriculture, what? How'd you like how I slipped that in? Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I love, I like that. That was good. Animal <laughs> agriculture is not good, guys. Yeah, yeah. Just not the good. Release of methane, but, you know, from all the excrement. And- I think that a lot of stuff, I was actually talking to my friend about this earlier, which is very interesting, is that global warming or like, like the earth getting hotter has naturally occurred throughout the time because there was an ice age before and then somehow the ice age melted and i have no idea how the fuck that happened Mm. okay right like the the earth was covered in ice and then it either got hot enough to melt it or something happened to melt all the melt a lot of the ice Mm. so the earth got warmer so that so he was saying how the concept of global warming some people think was inevitable because it's like the ice age ended and stuff ended However, my belief is that humans have just exponentially grown the amount of global warming, especially since the invention of coal and steam-powered stuff and stuff like, and similar things, and cars and planes and right. So we has exponentially accelerated it. Exactly, exactly. So people are like, well, if we roll back all this stuff, it won't do anything. The Earth was getting hotter anyway, but this isn't going to work out. As now, I feel like people feel people always are like are saying this won't do anything. Well, you don't know that it won't do anything until you try. And it's not hurting you that much. Right. So I guess the question is, like, people, I guess, could say that about anything they feel discouraged about. Exactly. Does that mean that you just don't do anything? So if you can't do it 100% and you can't turn it around, does that mean that you stop trying? That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. If I cannot find a thing in five seconds in the fridge, I give up. (laughs) How it works. Actually, and then I'm proud you just of myself. Don't eat. What do you do? I heat up something from the freezer. Oh, <laughs> how's your fridge look, by the way? So my fridge. Been, there were seven guys living there, right? Is oh, it seven? Uh, not right now. There's like there's seven people, uh, but right now there are two people not here. The fridge isn't the worst. I've been keeping stuff in my personal fridge. Actually, my kombucha is uh-huh. about ready to be, uh, put into bottles. I have five bottles, uh-huh. uh, and. I need to go get a funnel. Did you taste the kombucha? How's it taste? I tasted it a couple of days ago and it didn't taste bad. I'm going to taste it again today. I could taste it again right after this podcast. So 
Yeah. So, so you, my friend, who is basically, you know, a, a drinking footballing guy is brewing kombucha. First okay? of all, kombucha has vegan. alcohol, if I'm, t- I'm telling you very much. So, you know, very, actually very it's right that. in line with uh, my personal <laughs> beliefs because kombucha has alcohol. Precisely, actually, kombucha has. Isn't it like point something percent or maybe 1% of the most? 0.5% it's of 0.5. alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I feel kombucha so much because I am so do you actually? Oh my God. I'm like, I'm like, I'm drunk. <laughs> Isn't there somehow oh caffeine God. in kombucha? Yeah, well, because I make it either from black or green tea. Oh, that's true. The black tea does have lots of lots of uh stuff. Uh for people yeah. who don't know, I think we've talked about it before, but kombucha when brewed at home is very simple to make. You take a bunch of black you heat a huge pot of water, uh heat a bunch of black tea. Uh, and then heat a, um, yeah, what, what I mean, heat a bunch of black tea, steep a bunch of black, black, black tea or green tea, uh-huh. whatever tea you like. Uh, black tea tends to work best, I've heard. Yeah, that's what I heard too. And then something happens with the colony or the kombucha if you're brewing a green tea that looks different. So I don't know mm-hmm. if you can easily replace with the other, but I yeah. just brewed some black tea in a scoby that I made in green mm-hmm. tea. So I don't you know made the scoby? Yourself? Well, no, it grew. I think oh, it grew. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, the sugar though. Remember. Once it cooled down, you I add, you add sugar before add, it cools down. Before it cools down, make sure yeah. it dissolves, mix it up, and then uh, you slip in a scoby, which is the symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. <laughs> Nailed it. You got that. That's and you what, know that's the acronym for scoby. That's the acronym. You know what else would be great besides scobies? Tell me. You uh, liked and reviewed. And subscribe to this podcast. It'd be pretty nice. I think I deserve it. I remembered what Scoby was without even Googling it. You didn't Google that? I thought you no, Googled that. No, I didn't. That. I've Googled wow. it five times previously, but right, right, right. Not Wait, what's it called time. again? Say that one more time. Symbiotic culture bacteria and yeast. And kombucha costs seven dollars in stores. A bottle. I know. A bottle. And here we are it's teaching like you how to make your own kombucha. You know how much mm-hmm. money you would save if you brewed your own kombucha? Mm. So did you, has your kombucha created another SCOBY? So these SCOBYs look like placentas. They are like the most like human tissue. I have no idea if it did. I've everything. It definitely did. So, you know, if anybody wants a SCOBY and they're in either oh, the New a, Pulse area or yeah. the Gnome area. I had a different, I have, I have a SCOBY anyways. I'm going to put in a group chat in the Frisbee group chat, see if anybody wants it too. But yeah, if anybody <laughs> in the New Pulse area wants a SCOBY, or they I want to like, review, to and subscribe to my podcast. Subscribe. Or if, and follow my Instagram. Yes. Rate you. and leave thank a you. kind review. Please. Leave a really good review. Like, you know, this is a bunch of free content that we're just really going yeah. for. And we don't I mean, even have ads on yet. No. But you know, nothing. when we get big, it would be less. Make some money. <laughs> we but we don't have big. ads yet. No question. So, yeah. All this content, content real easy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's true, true, so that's true. how you make kombucha, and then eventually, you get some juice. Do you get used juice, or do you make I your use own juice. juice? I actually use like a piece of fruit, so I'll put in a couple of blueberries. So you're doing the second brewing of it, so you're going to mm-hmm. decant it in a bottle, right? You what? Know? And then you're going to actually funnel it into the bottles, and yeah. then you're going to put a piece of fruit or something in the bottle, and then close it really tight and leave it out again. So that you it said can put, you ferment. put fruit in there. 
I put some blueberries that I either oh. cut or every different kind of fruit. Like I'll put strawberries in some, I'll put blueberries in some. Some people put juice in there. I was going to go to Tops and get some juice. That's cool. What kind of juice? I don't know. I think maybe pineapple. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be good. Raspberry. Yeah. Do they have raspberry juice? I don't know raspberry juice. Apple juice, maybe? Apple juice doesn't yeah. seem right. It doesn't. I mean, if you buy a couple of raspberries and a couple of blueberries, you can. That's true. I could do that. Just them muddle in. them up. Pew, yeah. pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. You don't even have to pew, pew. It'll eat them up. Oh, does it? Interesting. Yeah, totally. It degrades it. And Last the time, though, from it. I forgot to reserve a little bit of starter liquid. I thought I only needed to put a little bit with the SCOBY, the extra SCOBY right. I was keeping. Yeah. Because I have one. I thought I only needed a little bit of liquid in there. But it, it turns out I needed to save more starter liquid than oh, I did. So what ended up happening? Nah, it's fine. It's just more likely to get bacteria. Really? Oh, you, you're with the, the without the starter, the scoby, or or just uh, kombucha without the starter liquid. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. So that yeah. there, there isn't enough of it to. You're supposed to keep the starter. Out. You're supposed to keep like maybe two cups or something as starter liquid. Oh, I don't for the next time. Wow. What? That's a long time. That seems yeah. like a lot. I only do maybe a cup at the moment. Or a cup. I don't know. You're the experienced kombucha brewer, so. I'm, I'm learning all the time. How did the first batch of kombucha taste, by the way? Uh, well, it, we weren't up here for a month. It fermented for a month, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it, um, uh, it, what? it ended up tasting like vinegar because it took a, because I started it just before we went on vacation. Right. And then I stayed at home for a month, so the first batch, we just, I just tossed and kept a little liquid. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then this batch. Mm-hmm. I was planning today or tomorrow to, well, I'm going to taste it again first. And then I was going to funnel it and then start the carbonation process. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know cool. how it carbonates really, but it seems good to me. And then I'll just drink it as it goes, I think. I, I think, think that's because you're, you're closing the bottle and actually mm-hmm. not letting air in it. It's like an anaerobic process of creating the carbon dioxide, you know, as okay. the byproduct of whatever it creates from eating the fruit. Sounds good. That that makes sense. So you're saying because it used the fruit, the fruit, then it starts carbonating. Well, it uses the fruit in its anaerobic like Krebs cycle. Like, isn't there two ways if we're thinking biochemistry? Like, there's an aerobic way in which you create, you know, energy, and then there's an anaerobic way. This is not my area of expertise. This is more <laughs> of a you answering your own question. All I heard I, was I mean, Krebs I had, cycle. I know biochemistry. And, and did you go to sleep when you heard Krebs cycle? Well, you're like, ah. it's not even that. I remember how I was looking up Krebs cycle at one point to see how your body like lost weight and stuff. Mm. And it somehow right. I went did down the rabbit out? hole on YouTube. Well, I know what the Krebs cycle is. Right, right, right. But it's it's the cycle discovered by Krebs about splitting <laughs> off uh, stuff. And like you go and then it's about repopulating glutamate. Uh-huh. Interesting. Right? Am I close? I have. I, I I don't know about the repopulating of glutamate, but I'm just thinking about Doesn't the creation. Doesn't the Krebs of cycle have something to do with glutamate? I don't know. We're gonna go down that rabbit hole now. Uh, not pre- It's you see. It's look. It's citric acid cycle. The tricarboxylic acid cycle. See, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was Wikipedia for anybody who uh, didn't get that. <laughs> so. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, if you're interested in the Krebs cycle, I think because the Krebs cycle produces energy. Right. And it takes glutamate or something. And then when it doesn't get enough from the foods and foods, it starts retaking your own thing. That's why it takes the ketones. That's why it's called the keto diet, because then you don't have enough glutamate or something to populate the Krebs cycle. And then it takes your ketones and then you lose weight. And that's so interesting. I think that might be how it works. Don't quote me on that one. 
You know right. what? I, I could be confident. It's kind of how it works. If you're interested in how the keto <laughs> process works, you could look it up too. But <laughs> that keto diet is so wacky. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you they've done a lot of studies and so you lose weight early on fairly quickly, but mm-hmm. if you do a head to head study, especially with a whole food plant-based diet, you know, you will definitely lose the same amount of weight, but that, but it doesn't decrease all cause mortality. And so people still die at a higher rate. They have higher cholesterol. They still develop atherosclerotic disease. Like, you know, it's, it's still, and then there's all the ethical component to it and whatever happens to land. So I think people want to be on the keto diet because they still want to eat mm-hmm. in that way, but it doesn't really help in terms of health. See, I heard keto, 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 some type of process that also results in death. Keto, keto, keto. <laughs> Did anybody else not understand what she was saying either? Because <laughs> you may put like some big medical term in the middle there. And I was like, I have no idea anymore what's going on. It's the problem when you like your mom is like some know-it-all yeah. doctor. <laughs> yeah, doctor bullshits half the time. So. <laughs> that is true. She's a no. She's a real doctor now. She's working at a hospital. She has to be real. Right, right, right. But you never <laughs> believe that. That's for sure. Yeah, she gives me homeopathic remedies and uh, yeah, Reiki yeah. and acupuncture. So I could use some that's acupuncture. true. I do that. Acupuncture all... is fun. I should it be an is. acupuncturist. Helped you quite a. If you want to go to acupuncture school, you definitely should. I could do that in Taiwan, just like a side practice of acupuncture. That'd be so fun. I mean, you could study with somebody, but but you could Pew. definitely just like take the needle. Pow, pow, pow. That's all. That's what acupuncture is to me. Right, right. Clearly, that would not be what it would be in school. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, acupuncture. So you you have to have a good understanding of the human body to be able to do acupuncture. True. True, too. And energy flows and so on. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, chi. Exactly. If you went to acupuncture school, you definitely would get that. I probably don't want to go to acupuncture school. I'm just (laughs) just throwing things out there. Telling you, professional poker is where it's at and where I'm going to be. Really? Watch out, people. I don't know. Are you guys going to play a poker game at Nana's house? Possibly. Uh, Possibly. We've been watching this Masterclass uh, videos. So this thing, Masterclass, you've probably seen the... uh, commercials on youtube they're so often it's so annoying but they Mm -hmm. actually have a student special which is a dollar for a year which is a great deal Uh so me and lily have been watching a bunch of those they have a bunch on poker and stuff so they have one with phil ivy and one with daniel negron if daniel negron who is vegan uh, i want him to come on the show he never responded to my dm so (laughs) how many times did you dm only like twice i should dm him, him more you need to DM him every freaking day. Sounds good. Daniel, yeah. if you are listening by any chance, I will yeah. beat you in poker. And please come on this show. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know who that's Daniel is. That's a Neg- straight up challenge to Daniel yeah. Negron. Yeah, I'm challenging you. I know you're playing They've Doug been- Polk right now. Totally. And your high stakes feud thingy, but this is where the real challenge is at, buddy. Well, they've done research and, you know, when there are lay amateur players coming in, the professionals always win no matter what. Yeah. My friend is saying that poker is all luck and that's because he was playing World Series of Poker online for fake money. Mm-hmm. And that's all luck because people don't fold. Right. Right. It's right, harder right. to bluff people when you're not playing for real money. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. If you're playing for fake money, the best hand will win 95% of the time right. no, because nobody will fold. Right. Or people call with a wider range of hands. Right. That is true. So there's nothing to lose. So what'd you learn? So I haven't seen the Phil Ivey one, but... You saw the Daniel Nagano one? No, but Lily told me about it. I mean, it's like pre-flop play, post-flop play. Like, we have 
the lines for betting, there's certain hands people go in with at certain positions. I feel, I, f- I think poker is kind of intuitive. Mm-hmm. I never think about it this certain way, but there are some interesting plays. I like what he's saying about checking rivers, about checking flops. I have to remember that you can check flops. I can't. It's about being patient. Poker is about patience because mm-hmm. you can't win every hand by betting. Because people will eventually figure you out. People will eventually know that you don't have anything. Your betting patterns tend to be attended. He was basically saying how pay attention to everybody. And there's a lot of things going on in their different lines of play. Good players will check hands. I know from my experience, I bet a lot of pairs and I check a lot of my made hands. Mm. Or I don't really, I check a lot of flush jars. I don't bet flush jars. So I want to vary that play more. So a lot of people bet flush jars. Now I'm mm. not saying backdoor flush jars and for people who don't know flush is the fourth highest hand fourth best oh, hand you're talking about the highest hands uh-huh. and it's five of the same suit uh-huh. so yeah so your flush or straight jars you might bet if you hit a wet board and then if you bet on that wet board there's a What's possibility a wet, a wet board means a board that has a lot of action mm-hmm. what like, do you mean by that like connected cards and suited cards show up on the board uh-huh. And high cards, you know. Could be high. Usually it's high depending way. on what the preflop betting was. Mm. But, yeah. So this is a poker podcast, too. <laughs> we do like poker. See, if we were in person, I could poke her. <laughs> You're funny. That was terrible. Very bad. <laughs> so bad. Poke me in my ribs. Poker. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you win at poker, actually. Just poke the person thinking. You'll win every time. They can't right, think right, right. Just annoy the shit out of them. Exactly. They're <laughs> professional poker players who are really good at annoying the shit out of people and not giving away any of their own information. Yeah, I think news like that. He talks a lot. He does talk a he lot. He talks a lot. I don't talk mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Not when you I play talk, poker. Not when I play poker. I, I talk more, though, when I'm with uh, my family playing poker. Because mm-hmm. then it's more of a thing. But I, try, I, don't, I don't talk often. You talk a bunch of shit. Are you guys having a poker game at home? I have no idea. Uh, we want to. At my house, I want to. We're gonna I think try to you figure should. This out. We're going to try yeah, to figure this out. Maybe you can incorporate the drinking and the poker. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll be the one <laughs> not drinking, and I'll win everybody's money. It's perfect. <laughs> I drink the least. You drink the least out of your house? Absolutely. Oh, my God. That's so wild. Do you smoke well, you, the least? You, no. No. Mm-hmm. I smoke the most. See? You stand verse. You, you seriously smoke the most out of your house? Well, most people don't smoke that often. Oh, so they're They drink every drinking. night. They mostly oh. drink. I smoke okay. more often, but I don't smoke during the day and stuff. Uh-huh. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I smoke yeah. at night. You're responsible. Uh-huh. See, they'd rather drink. I'd rather smoke. Mm-hmm. So that's how I am. Okay. I'm not a saint. So <laughs> I support smoking marijuana. I know if you've been listening to the show, it's hard to figure that out. Right. But I do support smoking marijuana. And I don't support anything that alters your mind. Yep. Drugs, <laughs> marijuana, DMT. Ooh, we're getting a shipment of DMT in. What's DMT? You know DMT. It's like where mm. you break through. What's it stand for, DMT? I don't I know. I have no idea. Joe what Rogan always that? talks about DMT. DMT is interesting. Uh, it's dimethyltryptamine. What's dimethyltryptamine? It's a psycho- psychedelic drug. If you want to make it somehow, uh-huh. the formula is 12 carbon, 16 hydrogen, and 2 nitrogen. <laughs> so, go for it good guys. luck walter white and have fun <laughs> carbon's in a lot of these drugs i gotta say i mean carbon's in every drug that's the backbone of everything yeah you know. yeah like methamphetamine 
methamphetamine, what the fuck? I just want to look up meth, meth. I just want to look up meth chemical formula. Because they show you that. Like, people don't hide the chemical formulas, but the actual process to isolate the, the chemicals and stuff mm-hmm. is extremely difficult and challenging to do, and you're using a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's C10H15 nitrogen. It's car- 10 carbon, 15 hydrogen, nitrogen. I always Wait, wonder how, how somebody carbon comes Carbon is up the with backbone that. of all biologic substance. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. That is true. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see carbon in everything. That's true. Not in salt, mm-hmm. table salt. That's true. That's sodium true. chloride. Mm-hmm. Chemistry <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you're thinking of new names for your podcast. What are you going to call your podcast listeners? <laughs> Walter White's. All of you guys make me meth and DMT. No. DMT is... Uh, so, so the way I think of psychedelics is there's four levels of psychedelics. Okay. okay? Yeah. The lowest level of psychedelics to me is shrooms. Mm. Shrooms, and I think shrooms are, nat- shrooms are natural, mm-hmm. obviously. So the cyber mushrooms come from the ground, mm-hmm. I think. And we're going to get religious up in here. If, if God put it on earth, I'll smoke it or take it. Though God does put poison things on earth too, so it gets a little tricky at times. Right. But you know, you see based on what other people, monkey see, monkey do. If somebody eats something and dies, then you're not going to do it. If somebody eats something, it's fine, then you're going to eat that. I think that's mm-hmm. how they discovered plant life originally back in the day, probably. But don't you think that God gave us the ability to choose things and think and yeah. decide? Like, I think that that's the... Well, so yeah, you're just but- deciding that if God put those mushrooms on the earth for you, that you're going to do it. Yeah, but somebody thought of eating those before and this happened and then figured on harvesting them and stuff. What I'm saying is people had to discover which plants were poisonous and were not. Right. You think God gave us the ability? We evolved to know that? If you think of the theory of evolution or whether God put us here with the knowledge that these are maybe poisonous and stuff. Yeah, I I think that they all have to be learned. So the process of learning takes effort and time and energy. So once you learn it, you put it back in your back brain and you decide that somehow it was, you know. Exactly. So the bottom yeah. level are mushrooms, which are plant-based. The next uh-huh. level up, I think, is LSD. Mm. LSD makes you trip. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you don't really see, like, visuals. and You see visuals in the way that things drip or things are moving. Like, everything coalesces. Like, it's swirling. I think that's what LSD is more like. You don't and see just what happens with hallucinations. Mushrooms. Mushrooms is more like a body type of thing. You don't really hallucinate, but yeah. you kind of do see a little bit of that. If you microdose, it's more like a more high, it's like a high kind of like weed, just a little bit more. Interesting. If you take a lot of mushrooms, you do start seeing things and you really see things on mushrooms, but it's mm. not. So LSD is the next step up and that's man-made. Mm. LSD also had its wild time in the sunshine. Mm. I was telling you in the book I read, right? Guy t- took LSD with uh, Brian Jones. Mm-hmm. Is it Brian Jones? No, Which Jerry book? Garcia. What am I saying? Which book? Brian Jones, uh, Utopia Avenue. Brian Utopia Jones Avenue. was the Beach Boys, right? Right. Yeah, Brian Jones was the. I think it was the Beach Boy. Um, uh, Jerry Garcia. He did. He, he did LSD with Jerry Garcia. I'm like, what? That that's gotta be the coolest thing. If I had a list of people <laughs> to do LSD with, Jerry Garcia would probably be at the top. I mean, I'm sure he was doing a lot of LSD. So, exactly. You know, if you were gonna <laughs> if you were gonna have the opportunity to do it with somebody your percentage wise would be that's not true he's famous though that's true like how would i get to jerry garcia he's still alive right (laughs) 
I gotta hit him up. I'm another person to DM on Instagram. Hey Jerry, you want to do LSD with me real quick? Jerry Garcia is not. Is he alive? No, 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 no. Because oh. I think. Yeah. Oh, it's Dead so, and Company now. It's not Jerry Garcia and. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So the person who's because I saw them. Yeah, you saw them. Yeah, it was uh, John Mayer that was actually really. Yeah. Who was oh, yeah, kind of leading and dead. guitar playing with Dead and Company? Oh, he I died in '95. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I can. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. But Grateful Dead. I love the Grateful Dead. Mm, what do you love about the Grateful Dead? Their music's just so calming. It is. It's very repetitive. It's repetitive mm-hmm. in that LSD stoned kind of way. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Not not much to be said about the Grateful Dead. They're just amazing. So well, we people got, used to follow them all over the place. And yeah, they were deadheads. Dead deadheads. Did, how did they get money to follow them all over the place? I, that's what they spent their money on. I mean, it's amazing mm. what people can spend money on. People who are poor can, you know, buy cigarettes that's true. if they have an addiction or whatever. But, you know, that's the people true. that were following them, you know, I still think weren't poor people. I think that they were, you know, children of, of working, you know, or mm. middle class people who would be able to follow the dead in that way. Yeah, that, that's crazy to have that type of following. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after LSD, um, we're about done here. It's been about 40 minutes. We're just going to finish with my list of uh, <laughs> psychedelics. And, psychedelics. You know, oh teach some things. Uh, f- next is DMT, which DMT, you smoke. Everybody's pitch quiet. You all like close your eyes and then you see fucking whole visuals. Have you like, done you that? You see some shit. I never broke through, but it's called like breaking through. Did DMT yeah. one time. So some you did it one time, really but like didn't break through? Yeah, you break through. Like you can... Like you can break through and like really see shit. Do you believe them? You don't think they're I just lying? I completely believe them. Oh. <laughs> and it's, a lot like, of people talk about through, this. Man. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people talk about this. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, DMT visual. I mean, and you just have. A lot of people have powerful DMT, visual like? hallucinogens. What uh-huh. side effects what? of DMT? Yeah, that's a good yeah. question. That's because I mean, question. you're taking it. You didn't break through, so nothing great happened. But could something really shitty happen to you? I didn't feel great the next day. So that's interesting. It does naturally occur though in many plants and animals. So what can I say? <laughs> God put it on this earth. Exactly. <laughs> if, he, if they put it here, I'm meant to take it. It's only like 30 minute trip, but it's pretty intense. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty safe. And it has the lowest side, appears to have the lowest side effect profile compared with other psychedelic drugs. Mm-hmm. That's from healthline.com. It's on Google. So. Well, yeah, so we got to believe from. it. Yeah, exactly. Internet is, is right. 100% of the time. Is it the first one? No, it's the fifth one. Oh my God. The first one was Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. I, I went down pretty far. You, you got to prove my own point. <laughs> you always find someone to prove your own point on the internet. Yeah. And that's really hard to do. Yeah, I know. It's difficult. So DMT, <laughs> I okay. think is the next level. This is like on how you hallucinate though. It's not based on like the side effects stuff. It's like I'm Don't not try this at home, okay? <laughs> I think experimentation is wonderful. Adam is a trained professional. No, I think I experimentation think, is great. I think there's no need to. Like, what do you need to do that for? I think you could have. I think I want to see what. I think I want to see experience things. Just if people do it, I want to experience because people do it for a fucking reason. I want to I make mean, my own. People do heroin for a reason. Okay, heroin has very dangerous side effects that are very different from smoking weed or doing mushrooms. You said doing mushrooms, but now you're talking about other things. You're talking about LSD and DMT. LSD and, then... and DMT don't have the same side. They're not quite as a, they're not as addictive as heroin. LSD 
people can have bad trips and yes, it, they can reoccur. And so LSD is very dangerous and should be taken with caution. Well, I but, mean, what's the caution? Like, first of all, how do you know where you're getting it from? Second of all, how do you know if you're going to be the person that so ends up out, having so those recurrent trips? If it's your first time, take a little bit. You don't know if you're going to be. So I guess there's risk, but there's risk in crossing the street. So it's the same thing. Well, so, but, but there's calculated risk. I mean, you have to cross the street to get to where you're going generally. And you have to you take LSD to, to break through in life. Like I'm telling you. It's, it's just how these things So you don't think that you have the ability to break through in life without taking some LSD? No, but I think LSD is an experience that people should go through. Okay. I've never went through it. Do you think I should go through it? Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on the headspace you're in. If you're in good headspace, then yeah. I see no issue with you taking LSD. I don't think you want to take LSD. I'm totally terrified to take LSD. Like, exactly. I don't want to have those recurring trips. Like, I don't all of think, a sudden, I think, you know, I'm taking care of a patient and I see some, like, green monster flying at me right in front that's of That's not eyes. how like, LSD that. works, though. You have to take a lot of LSD for the green monster to fly out at you. That's, like, fucking absinthe or, like, some other shit. Yeah, if you see a green monster flying at you, there's, like, some specific drug that fucking does that. So, anyways, back so. to my list. <laughs> like, there's, you gotta be, like, there's gotta be some shit. Like, you gotta be on some shit for that to happen. Or take a shit so. ton of LSD. Yeah. Oh my God. I think a lot of people take LSD and are perfectly fine. I think the people that, the percentage that have recurring trips, let me look this up now. Yeah, but, 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 it's, but that's true of anything. A lot of people do a lot of things and they're perfectly fine. You yes. Know, but is it worth the risk of, you know, the one person that isn't perfectly fine from doing it? Like, I think the people the, that have that take too much and are in bad headspace. That's my opinion. I, I, I've heard people like, having a trip and then jumping off a roof and that hasn't been somebody who's done it too much. Okay. So I think if that's the case, then you aren't having spotters because you should have sp- spotters when you hallucinate. They're not doing but it in a if, safe environment. But what if, if the other people are hallucinating? Like you can't guarantee. You always should have a sober can... person. That's not my fault if they're irresponsible with their hallucinations. You should always have like... a sober person there. I like the way you decided that. You can't You're be. Like, you can't it's be... your fault for well, people do stupid things all the time. People have gotten really drunk and done careless things and have died. Mm-hmm. I can't be responsible for every person out there. You can't worry. This is your thing. You can't worry about things that happen. You got to be responsible in the way you do things. So, yes, it's calculated risk. If there's people there who are not taking LSD, then odds are you'll be safer. And somebody can watch you and make sure you don't do anything stupid. So, so we're going to teach you how to use things that I think you shouldn't be using. And I think safely. you should do it. So, you know, there's <laughs> exactly. two things. And then the last one that I haven't done. So on that list, I've done those three. Last okay. one, and I'm sure there's other psychedelics. This is the ones that like, I, I learned up. The last one is actually legal. And my friend said it's the worst experience of his life. Okay. Salvia. I have no idea what that is. I Salvia is that. legal. It Spelled is like a really me. condensed hallucinogen. And you the way I've heard of it is you become something. So like on shrooms, you're like, um, uh, you feel like Thomas, the tank engine mm-hmm. on like, um, uh, on like acid or DMT, you see Thomas, the tank engine. Like you see him clearly on salvia. You become Thomas, the tank engine. Wow. So salvia is a plant. Salvia is a plant. Yeah. Did you look it up? I'm looking it up and it includes rosemary, thyme, lavender, and basil. And it's completely legal. My friend oh, it's members it. of the mint family. That's so interesting. My friend took it and said it's the worst experience of his life. And he it's does so lots weird. of drugs and stuff. Ornamental I salvia try is it. also relative of common sage. Okay, so somebody told you that it was the worst experience of their life and you still want to try it. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm, he's I fine. I spot you. How about you he's do fine, that? Though. I think I people spot, spot me. I mean, I don't know if I'm actually going to try it, but I think that I am a big proponent of experiencing things. Mm. I think you should experience what you can. So it's interesting because now that you're vegan, like there are things that you might not experience in the future. Well, I've experienced stuff a lot. Of, I've experienced a lot of eating in the past. We've traveled to a lot of places, tried a lot of different. There's not many things. And if I really wanted to try something new and it wasn't vegan, I would think very deeply about, do I want to try this? And when I mean try something, I don't mean like try like a cheeseburger. Like I've I've tried a cheeseburger. I mean like, remember when we were in China and we saw those scorpions Mm. that people were eating? Yeah. If I felt brave, I might do that. Or like a deep fried Uh. tarantula. Yeah. I'm not trying regular things if I'm vegan. I'm trying things to try them and see, does this thing I just taste good? Because I had crickets in, uh, in the Seattle ballpark, and I thought they tasted pretty fucking good. What do the crickets taste like? Well, they had like they were toasted, and they had like chipotle lime seasoning. They were a really good snack because they were, they were kind of intense in flavor because uh, it was chili lime seasoning, actually. They were kind of intense because in, they were really intense in flavor, so I didn't just eat all of them originally immediately so they lasted pretty long so they lasted until like the seventh inning and so you don't think that chili lime seasoning on french fries would be just as wonderful now i get to say i tried crickets and they tasted pretty good (laughs) and it's not about saying it it's about experiencing it because you never know what you like where your passion can be maybe my passion instead of being vegan is trying just all these exotic foods interesting well while being vegan you know oh that would be really interesting. i would be vegan but then i would try exotic foods too Though, mm. if I don't eat meat and I eat a scorpion, maybe I'll feel worse. I don't think the scorpion animal husbandry industry is as bad for the environment as uh, the cattle one. So, you know. Yeah, maybe. Or do they catch scorpions in the wild? What if they catch dangerous scorp- like scorpions who like invasive species and then cook them? Ooh, yeah. I mean, scorpions are pretty dangerous. I mean, do you think that's true of like, you know, the wild boar population over in New Orleans is out of control? If you just kept killing them and eating them, would that be okay? Yeah. I think that that's, that's question. That yeah, see that's I agree with that. I'm not sure how I feel about that right now because I do care about the animal. But so well, why was the wild boar introduced? Here? Was it introduced by humans, yeah. or did humans kill something, or did humans get rid of like a predator? Because right. should yeah. humans, if humans get rid of their natural predator, should humans replace that predator? Is my question. Interesting. I don't think we were supposed to, but. I don't think that's what happened. I think they brought the wild boar in. There. Yeah. Like they weren't meant to be there, but they took over. Mm-hmm. You know. Wow. This I mean, really that, that was true of, of different frog. Uh, there was a frog that they introduced in, was it New Zealand? I'm blanking mm-hmm. on the name of that frog. Wait. I have no idea. A toad in New Zealand. Well, we've been going for almost 50 minutes now. We really got into it at the end. So yeah, no, totally. While she's looking that up, I would like to say thank you for listening. The last note we'll leave you on is with what, Nikki comes up with for this frog, invasive frog. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, review, rate the podcast. Follow me on Instagram if you want to, at Reluctant Vegan Son. If you like veg heads, let me know. If you don't like veg heads, let me know. If you have an idea of something else, let me know. You can either DM me on Instagram or you can email me at ReluctantVeganSon at gmail.com. I think I've gotten zero Instagrams in there. And yeah, uh, mom, my computer's about to die. So I'm going to go plug it in and see if you can close it out. Okay. I I can't actually find the name of that toe, but it it was a toe that was somehow introduced in New Zealand in order to stop some population of something or other. But now it's like totally taken over. 
Very interesting. All right. Well, I'm going to say goodbye because Adam is plugging in his phone and, you know, please like rate review. We love you. I couldn't find the name of that toad. Okay. But, uh, we'll search it up for next time and start off on that nugget of information. I will write <laughs> it down. Very important after nugget. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, you never know that. how changing the environment is going to eventually end up. Exactly. Exactly. Affecting things. It's so interesting. So, Thank you all for listening. We love you guys. Mwah. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.